0: We begin with the presidential election. The DPP's Lai Qingde and Wen-je of the Taiwan People's Party visited the same new Taipei temple on Wednesday but avoided each other by half an hour. Lai was warmly welcomed by supporters who rushed up to shake hands and take photos. He was asked about his choice for running mate but refused to be drawn. The day before, he had revealed that six people were on his shortlist. One of them is Taiwan's representative to Washington, Xiaobi Kim.
1: DPP presidential candidate Lai Qingde visited Luzhou's Yonglian Temple on Wednesday, accompanied by temple director Chen Hongchang. Supporters rushed up to Lai to shake hands and take photos. Lai took all comers.
2: We have a handsome young man in my family. He's three years old, my grandson. He's in Taiwan now.
1: Lai revealed that his eldest son had returned from the U.S. to Taiwan. Pundits wonder if Taiwan's de facto U.S. ambassador Xiao Bi Kim will also be returning to Taiwan to serve as Lai's running mate.
2: Women make up a majority of the possible candidates on the list, and you have said that women have priority consideration. So can we say that Xiao Bi Kim is at the top of the priority list? Yes, you could say that.
1: In an interview on Tuesday, Lai revealed that he was considering six people for his ticket. Two rumored candidates made the list, Xiao and Foundation for Future Generations Chair Zhen Jun. His final choice will be formally announced before he registers for the election. When asked again about his running mate, Lai smiled but declined to respond. He wasn't the only presidential candidate at Wednesday's temple event. TPP presidential candidate Ke Wenzhe attended with some of his party's legislative candidates, but Lai and Ke didn't meet, missing each other by just half an hour.
2: Sometimes it's about voting for a person and not the party, but in this case, you're voting for both the person and the party. I'm not saying that my candidate's rival is not good. It's just that with the DPP in power, Li Shufen would not be able to speak out. So how about we give young candidates a chance?
1: (laughs) Ke was openly heckled by a bystander. In contrast, Lai was again surrounded by supporters as he headed to a local market. Even as he left, Lai stood half out of his car to wave to supporters, shoring up the DPP's voter base.
0: A closed-door meeting took place Tuesday night between KMT Chair Eric Chu, its presidential candidate hoyo Youyi, and rival contender Ke wen of the Taiwan People's Party. But once again, no deal was reached on a joint presidential ticket. According to sources, Ho rejected the idea of using opinion polls to decide the presidential candidate. Ke pushed back, suggesting that further meetings might not be needed. With just 19 days to go before candidate registration begins, the clock is ticking for the opposition parties to find a solution.
1: The KMT's Hou Yoi arrives to campaign in the agricultural county of Yunling. The night before, he had met privately with KMT Chair Eric Chu and TPP presidential candidate Ke Wen Zhe.
2: We We hope to come up with a new approach to cross party negotiations. We especially do not want to be stuck in our old ways. So, in these talks, the heads of the two parties considered new ways to work together and move forward so that this collaboration between the KMT and TPP proceeds smoothly. We hope to build up goodwill. We don't want feelings and emotions to affect the process. The second thing is, we want to quell concerns. We want to put to rest doubts from our two parties, from society, and from our supporters.
1: Chu said that emotions must be set aside During Tuesday's meeting, they discussed how to pick the presidential candidate of a TPP KMT ticket. Ho insisted on not using poll ratings to decide, and negotiations broke down once again. Ku issued an ultimatum saying that further meetings might not be necessary.
2: Hoyoi doesn't want to use polling and we don't want to do an open primary. First of all, a primary is not feasible, and we really don't have enough time. In addition, that approach doesn't necessarily result in a candidate who can win the election. It's just a contest to see who can mobilise the most people. Eric Chu said we would discuss it again at another meeting. I said that if we both continue insisting on our own approaches, there is nothing to be done. You talk it out first among yourselves, and then we can decide whether to meet again or not. All I'm asking for is fair rules for the game, nothing more. Previously, we had wanted to use a competition to pick a candidate, which is why we discussed the possibility of an open primary or of opinion polls. But that stage has ended. The KMT will work hard to find a solution that is reasonable, sensible and legal. A method that is fair and just, of course.
1: One side says it's abandoned the competitive mindset. The other wants fair rules of the game. But at the end of the day, the KMT and TPP
0: remain at a loss for how to proceed. US-based finance website Insider Monkey has released its latest ranking of the 20 richest countries in the world. Taiwan placed 12th globally with a GDP per capita of $73,344. According to an analyst, Taiwan's ranking is due to its industrial performance. The evaluation also factors in something called purchasing power parity, which measures the price of specific goods in different
2: countries. Taiwan's per capita national income is about 32,000 US dollars, but after conversion, it becomes 74 US dollars, so prices in Taiwan are in fact much lower compared to other countries. This ranking has a lot to do with the cost of living. Because of our fuel and electricity pricing mechanisms, increases in international raw material prices usually do not affect Taiwan greatly. Over the last two years, the cost of living has increased relatively little, by about 2 percent, no more than 3 percent. The central bank also doesn't have much room to raise interest rates, so Taiwan's prices have not increased as much as they have in other countries.
0: Although Taiwan's GDP per capita is less than that of Macau, the UK, Japan and South Korea, Taiwan ranked ahead of all four due to its lower cost of living. This year, inflation rates in Europe and the U.S. have soared as high as 8 percent, while Taiwan has kept its rate below 3 percent. The 2023 Taoyuan Reading Festival is underway. Hosted at the Taoyuan Public Library's main building, the festival offers more than a month of activities, including celebrity talks, markets and a raffle draw for borrowing books. At the grand opening on Wednesday, city officials also unveiled the freshly revamped Taoyuan Stories magazine.
2: It's a brand new issue of Taoyuan Story, packed with local human interest stories, fun comics, features on leisure attractions, athlete profiles and even parenting advice. It's a magazine that blends leisure and learning.
1: (laughs) As for our cover story, three themes run through it, including how Taoyuan is a very young city, so we discuss issues encountered when becoming an adult. For instance, entrepreneurship and questions like whether to get married or freeze your eggs. Childcare is also discussed.
2: Taoyuan Stories was launched five years ago and received a makeover this May. The revamped magazine continues to explore the city and its characters, but with a more colorful and lively layout. The redesign was presented on Wednesday at the Open opening of Italian Reading Festival. This year's festival is held in partnership with Italian Public Library, which is celebrating its first anniversary. There will be a series of activities that underscore Taoyuan's commitment to a strong reading culture.
1: Our library has organized many different activities. There's even a raffle draw you can enter for borrowing books. We want to encourage the residents of Taoyuan to come to our library to borrow books, to read books, We hope that through this year's reading festival, we can encourage Taoyuan residents to enjoy reading even more, and also to enjoy the revamped Taoyuan story. We hope to turn Taoyuan into a city of book lovers.
2: Taoyuan mayor Zhang Shan Zheng said that many locals visit the new library only to admire its architecture, overlooking the books inside. He said that's unfortunate, adding that he hopes the festival will foster the city's love of reading in the digital age.
0: The Taipei Blessing International New Year's Eve Concert will kick off again on New Year's Eve. A total of 500 singers from different choirs across Taiwan will perform together at Liberty Square Plaza between National Concert Hall and Theater. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang has the details.
3: The Taipei Oratorio Choir and Taiwan Grace Christian Gospel Assembly Choir rehearse the battle hymn of the republic. They will perform at the second Taipei Blessing International New Year's Eve concert.
2: And I get a great deal of satisfaction out of singing, but so much more than singing in a group. And so the year-end concert last year with mass choirs of. A I've forgotten how many people 250 300 people it was just a tremendously emotional experience to hold such a large-scale concert for 500 people we invested a lot of manpower and resources following two three years of the pandemic and global uncertainties we want to give people more confidence and hope through this concert we want to bless Taipei oh.
3: Organized by the Hu Guang Christian Holistic Care of Charity Foundation. 500 singers from different choirs will perform on New Year's Eve. There will be 18 songs performed in English, Mandarin, Latin, and Italian.
2: We all rehearsed in different places so this process was extremely challenging. We rehearsed ceaselessly. There were even Latin songs, Italian songs, songs in Chinese and English. Because all of us in the choir have the same faith, we united easily. We were singing about our lives. Everyone has their own life story. I hope that the music will deliver peace and blessings. I found that so long as I put my heart into it, into learning from my teacher and singing for God, it wasn't so hard after all.
3: The Taipei Blessing International New Year's Eve concert will be held at National Concert and Theater Hall's main plaza on December 31st from 7 to 9.30 p.m. The singers hope to ring in the new year by spreading peace and joy to all. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Zhen Chen Luo in Taipei.
0: The high-speed rail is tightening rules on early bird tickets, which offer savings of up to 35% off. Starting this Friday, passengers must enter their national ID or passport number when they're buying an early bird ticket. The last five digits will be printed on the ticket, and if a passenger can't present valid ID during ticket inspection, He or she will be charged full fare plus a fine of 50 percent of the ticket price. The new measure is aimed at cracking down on ticket scalpers.
1: On this ticketing machine, you can book a seat three weeks in advance, saving 10 percent or 115 NT. But the bargain will soon only be offered online. The Taiwan High-Speed Rail plans to require ID registration for early bird tickets, which will no longer be sold at machines or counters.
2: (laughs) I think that's fine, otherwise you can never score a ticket. (inaudible) Say that I'm planning to travel back home but someone has snapped up all the tickets. That causes a hassle for me, so I think requiring ID registration is not a bad idea.
1: Passengers say they support the change. Starting this Friday, early bird tickets for December will start to go on sale. Customers must enter their ID or passport number at the point of purchase. The last five digits will be printed on the ticket for HSR staff to check on the train. Passengers must present the proper ID or they'll be charged full fare plus a fine of 50% the ticket price.
2: The main reason we're implementing this is because travelers have long said that the early bird tickets are snapped up by scalpers to resell at a profit.
1: To crack down on scalpers, the new early bird tickets will be non-changeable but refundable. In case of loss, a second copy can be issued for 30NT. The ticket resale network is vast, with a number of web pages offering tickets with discounts of 35% for sale on the day of departure. On Facebook, there's one resale group with more than 80,000 members. <laughs>
2: I help people save money, up to 525 NT per ticket. In turn, I get a small credit card reward, so it's a win-win scenario. This rule change will be a big headache for the members of the group.
1: With the new rules, the group admin has announced the end of the resale service. While HSR early bird tickets are hard to score, they're impossible to get on the TRA, which stopped issuing them in September 2022. But with peak ridership recovering to 70% of pre-pandemic levels, the TRA is considering the return of early bird fares. The discounts may resume if ridership hits 80 or 90% of pre-pandemic levels to stimulate off-peak sales.
0: Taiwan has launched a designated pediatrician program for babies born on or after November 11, 2023. Under the program, a single pediatrician will provide proactive medical care to a child until age four. The pediatrician can also help identify children who are developmentally delayed or at risk of abuse or neglect.
2: From zero to three years old, the designated pediatrician will provide mandatory vaccinations and routine health checks, as well as fluoride applications to teeth and screenings such as stool tests. The pediatrician will track and assess the child's health, ensuring that nothing is missed. If something is missed, the pediatrician will remind the mother, hey, your child missed a vaccine or a health check, get that done as soon as you can.
0: In 2020, the program rolled out on a trial basis in select cities and counties, but it'll now be expanded nationwide. Children born before November 1st can be enrolled voluntarily and participate until the age of four. Each participating pediatrician will be limited to 300 children. Taipei Medical University has unveiled a smart golf simulator room. The room features the latest sensor technology in Taiwan's first floating green putting system. Our reporter Stephanie Yang takes us in for a look.
3: Rain or shine, you can perfect your swing in this indoor smart golf simulator room. This large screen is connected to a computer and camera with sensors that capture the data about your shot. As soon as your ball hits the screen, the data is sent to the computer and your results are shown instantly on the big screen. You can see metrics such as speed, shot angle, distance, spin and shot trajectory. The system uses an ultra-high speed camera to track your swing posture and display hitting data in real time. It also compares real-time images of you to those of professional golfers
1: to help you adjust your swing. After you swing, there will be some images shown on the screen. The camera will immediately take pictures of the player's form and compare them with that of professional players. There is a slow motion playback function. In addition, in the driving range mode, you can see the hitting distance in the upper right corner. There is also the direction of the shot or the amount of reverse spin or side spin of the ball. If your ball flies too high, it might be because there is too much spin on the ball. You can make some changes.
3: This smart golf simulator room features Taiwan's first floating green
0: system.
1: This system is currently the only floating green system in Taiwan. This system is very special in that it responds in real time. After the ball hits the green, there will be a slope which will activate the floating green system. The floating green system will activate only when the ball falls within five feet. This smart golf simulator room was unveiled by Taipei Medical
3: University. Golfers can choose among 120 golf ranges from around the world, play 18-hole games, and practice long drives and putting.
1: There are two main functions. One is the simulator and the other is the practice screen. The two functions are combined into this
3: classroom. With the summer in full swing, playing golf indoors is a great way to beat the heat. Currently, the room is only open to students and staff of Taipei Medical University. But in the future, it may be opened to the public. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Ma Dengzhou in Taipei.
0: Taiwan has opened Asia's first research center for organic farming. The facility is based in Hualien, and it was built over eight years with 200 million NT from the central government. The center aims to provide the technical support that organic farming needs, such as biological pest controls. Speaking at the opening ceremony, acting agriculture minister Chen Jing Ji said the center would help bring more safe produce to consumers and align Taiwan's organic farming with global standards. Now we visit a Taichung breakfast shop with a rich history. This little diner on Beiping Road has been famous for its handmade soup dumplings for 40 years. The menu is full of favorite dishes for anything from breakfast to a midnight snack. Now run by the second generation, the chef says the tried-and-true recipes will not be changed. If you're in Taichung and longing for a classic Taiwanese meal, look no further.
1: The famous egg pancakes sizzle on the grill while fried dumplings fill the air with the aroma of a classic breakfast diner. Open the basket to reveal a cluster of round, white, handmade soup dumplings. The diner's famous recipe is full of delicious, juicy sauce.
2: I've been coming here ever since I was a kid. I love the soup dumplings and the plain egg pancakes. The ingredients are honest and real. (laughs) Their soup dumplings are great, the flavour never changes. I studied near here and after I graduated I kept coming back to this restaurant.
1: The restaurant on Beiping Road has been here for 40 years. Founder Chen Meifeng started making soup dumplings as a young woman after she had her first child. Now over the age of 80, she still makes dumplings by hand in the kitchen. Her recipe produces aromatic, chewy delights. And she says the trick is to choose the best possible pork. The secret is the meat I choose is fresh and clean. The 40-year-old restaurant is now run by the Chen's son, Mr. Li, and his wife. We stay true to our belief in honesty. Making food, you have to be honest, and you have to persevere. Otherwise, you'll never make it. Li says his mother supported the family throughout his childhood with these soup dumplings. He intends to carry on using her tried and tested recipe and keep his restaurant smelling as sweet as it always has.